tuning into the fourth episode of the Displaytrids podcast, where we, uh, as Americans, talk about our experiences living in Australia by answering the questions of our lo- lovely listeners. <laughs> so, with your hosts, yours truly, Andrew, and my friend Brian. Hello, how's everybody going? Uh, hopefully good. <laughs> um, I wanted to add one thing very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I have put some I have put some corrections up on our website in the show notes uh, category for things that I got wrong on the last podcast. I thought I should put that out there. <laughs> okay, it's morphine well, disease I... at work. <laughs> yes. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for letting everyone know. Yes. Cool. Uh, well, shall we dive into the questions? Yes, because we have been trying to get this under an hour. I'm not convinced yeah. we're going to get it done this time either, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. So uh, the first question was from your friend Rob about driving experience. Yes, yes. So he was asking about how long it takes to get comfortable driving on the le- on the yeah the left side of the road. Yes, and when he asked that question, my, my wife Tiff actually heard the first thing that she thought of was, you know, when, when you read that, you read that as your own, from your own point of view. And she's like, it doesn't take me any longer than it does you because we're used to driving <laughs> on that, on that side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think funny. that's what he meant. But, yeah. I know. He just meant the other side that he's not used to driving on himself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that but, is hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It definitely takes some getting used to. I remember, uh, when I first drove on the left side of the road, um, the, the first car I drove was actually uh, one of Jess's parents' cars. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Jess was driving us around somewhere, and she just decided to let me drive for a bit. You see, that's so, very brave. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could drive my in-law's car, you know, the very first time I drove <laughs> on the opposite side of the road well, the very first time. Well, yeah, but they weren't even my in-laws at that stage. We weren't married yet, <laughs> so it could have been quite bad but i can say it because nothing bad happened really? so yeah but uh yeah i i mean when i first started trying to drive i found that i had trouble trying to um visualize the dimensions of the car because it just felt like even though there was plenty of room between you know the left side of the car and the parked cars on the side of the road um i still felt like i was about to run into them even though i was close as close to the middle of the road as I could be. Yeah. So it's just just hard to kind of get a feel for how big the car is for some reason. Um, well, you're changing the perspective. And I mean, it, ta- yeah. it takes a while when you first do it, you know, even when that's the side you're used to being on. Yeah. Um, you know, because you spend, you know, your first bit of your life being a passenger and you're kind of on that side. But when you got to become a driver, you know, you have to adjust your perception of where the vehicle is on the, on the, on the road. Yeah. So you have to readjust it when you go back to what was the passenger side <laughs> to drive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um and of course, you've just got to totally reverse your thinking. Hmm. Cuz now, you know, the 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 easier turns are the left turns rather than the right turns cuz you don't you don't to yield to one direction of traffic. Yes. And and the right-hand turns now are the ones that are harder. And you got to look, you know, you got to start, if you're trying to, you know, turn out into a T-intersection or something like that, you've got to look 
um, right first um, instead of left, and so it's just everything's just backwards or you know just just totally different. So it's hard to get used to. Well, see, I still have it labeled wrong. So like whenever I'm crossing <laughs> the intersection, I still consider it a right turn, and I've actually called it that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, it's. Well, I'm sorry. It's actually it's actual left turn, isn't it? See, I still it yeah, yeah. I was about to say we're we're confusing ourselves. <laughs> oh, I do, and I'll go. We need to go left because I'm I'm thinking we're going over the intersection, and we're not. We're actually going right because yeah, we're in Australia, but, but, and it's just it's just because we're going over the intersection that I've labeled it from all those years of, you know, to make a left turn, this is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, yeah, and then but that but oh, that yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just it is hard though, because I mean, you know, you're getting getting used to people coming at you from the side of the road that you think you should be driving on. That that's hard to get around. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the other thing to get used to is you know the the fast lane is the right lane rather than the left lane. Yes. So, if yeah, if you're not used to that, it's, that gets confusing as well. But and whether to call yeah. it the inside lane or the outside lane, I never got. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or or something else too is you don't you can't make you can't make that um, that left turn on on a red light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You have to wait for it to turn green. Unless there's so. a slip lane, you can't you can't turn. Yeah, that's very annoying. <laughs> yes, yes, it can be. Um, but roundabouts, roundabouts are awesome. Yeah, yeah, roundabouts are great. You, you, can, you know, well, sometimes you can just speed through the intersection without stopping. Yeah, I love <laughs> but, I love uh, being able to go just down into third gear, and then yeah. just plow through. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's much better than a four way stop. Oh, those are the worst, especially when there's <laughs> nobody there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for our Australian listeners who may not know what a four-way stop is, because I don't think there are any in Australia, as far as I'm aware. Very few, very few. Um, yeah. So it's a stop where um, everyone has to stop, no matter what. And um, if you if you get there at the same time as someone else, the, the person on the right gets right of way. So whoever gets there first gets right of way to, to go first. Um, but everyone has to, has, has to stop, and it's really kind of annoying sometimes when no one's around. Yeah, it's three in the morning, and you can see for miles down, and it's a four-way stop. You're like, "What was the point <laughs> of that?" <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I hated four-way stops, and that, that's where the California stop became common, which California is basically stop. yeah, California stop is where you don't actually stop. So we oh. we we had the definition of a stop is is actually being uh, immobile for you know two seconds or something like that. Yeah. Um, where a California stop is, you never actually stop the wheels from turning. You just kind of slow down <laughs> to a kind of a really slow crawl, and then you go, bye, <laughs> and you take off. <laughs> right, okay. I hadn't heard that before. <laughs> mm. That's what we called it. I'm sure there's yeah, another okay. name out there somewhere. Right. Yeah. But yeah, roundabouts are good. <laughs> roundabouts are awesome. Roundabouts are awesome. Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah... I think that was, you know, you kind of started answering one of Bob's other questions, which was, are there any other unusual road rules? And the first one was, you know, we have to stop on a red light in Australia. Yes. Um, but I think 
it's not really a rule, but I think the the other un, well, it's different to the US. It's not unusual, but the the other thing that's different is um that people mostly go the speed limit. Oh <laughs> yeah, the US where everyone goes at least five miles per hour over the speed limit. But that's and, that's because of speed cameras. Yeah, yeah. Because that's it's right. because <laughs> it's illegal in the US to do to do speed cameras. They have to pull you over because right. they have to prove it was you that actually committed the crime. All right. Um, and because it's also illegal to, um, you know, you get you have that illegal search and seizure or detainment or, yeah. or any of those yeah, things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's why, because it's the speed cameras. Because really the only two people that speed on freeways here when you know they're speed cameras are either the people that have really cheap cars and they can afford the ticket. Yeah. Or the people that have really expensive cars that can also afford the ticket. Right, right. Yep, the re- the rest of us, we were like, I'm not paying that stupid tax. Yeah, yeah. So Forget about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're like, no, 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 I'm staying in the speed limit. Yeah. So the the funny thing there is that in Australia, the um, the standard is that a speedo, or speedometer, another one of those binoculars, <laughs> um, a speedo has to be within... Uh, 10% of the speed. But in uh, Victoria, you only get like a three kilometer grace. Oh, really? So the, the speedometer can be out way more than what the actual um, grace allotment uh, is for your speed. Yeah, depending on your actual speed. But mm. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Well, that's called three revenue co- raising. Three- Three kilometers per hour. Yeah. Like, I've never gotten a, a ticket that was for going three or four kilometers over uh, kilometers per hour over the speed limit. It's always been at least seven or eight. Well, no, that, but see, they give you three, right? And then if you're still over, that's when they that's when they, they book you for or charge you for booking. That's another Australian vernacular. They book you, um, <laughs> which is actually an English term that I think Australia's carried over. Um, All right. But they they book you for you know whatever it was that you got clocked. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it is pretty strict. But and you're and you're <laughs> presumed you're presumed guilty in in, in traffic offenses, unless proven yeah. innocent. Yeah, which is the exact opposite. To yeah. US. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I had a friend that actually got a he got a traffic fine of some sort, and um, he actually wanted. Or was going to do a trial by jury because that was his constitutional right, and he wanted to make um, the trial cost more than what they were going to get out of the fine. <laughs> right. I like the How way he thinks. Go? Sorry. I like the way he thinks. Oh yeah, yeah. But how how did it go? Did it did that actually occur? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember that. <laughs> I know I should remember that part of the story, but it's been too long. I forget. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> he was an interesting guy. Yeah. Hmm. And like the way he thinks. <laughs> and you know, it's kind of crazy that I mean, this just you know, people get speeding tickets all the time. Um, like the the Victorian government must be making quite a bit of money off of it. <laughs> well, they do enough enough that it's actually a budget item. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's actually a budget item. So I don't remember how much it is, and I do need to look it up. But um, yeah, in the budget, they actually they actually have 
uh, an estimate at how much they're going to get in traffic fines, and then they they add they they add that in their total income for the year. Right, that's crazy. <laughs> well, and, and I often wanted to see um, what would happen if everybody, you know, stayed within you know the traffic laws. You know, nobody sped or did you know any of that, and then see if the Victorian government went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it's not that bad because that would be ridiculous. Well, I just think I I think I think a lot of people speed and a lot of people pay the the tax. <laughs> well, yeah, but it can't be like a, a significant percentage of the Victorian government budget. Uh, it was a big number. At least I hope not. <laughs> it was a it was a big number. I I'll I'll have a look. I'll have a okay. look. But it was a big number. <laughs> I just find that unbelievable. <laughs> I well, I, I would like to think I found it unbelievable, but I'm aware about how um, how many people like to just speed. Yeah, well, that's just kind of stupid. <laughs> like, if they, why would they, you know, not care about, you know, getting all these fines? Like, surely, surely that would that'd be motivated not to do that. <laughs> Well, you would have thought so, but I mean, there's got to be what two million drivers in Melbourne at least. Oh yeah. And you figure if half of them, one million people, get a hundred dollar fine, which it's usually not; it's more like two hundred a dollar fine. Really? Um, that's a lot of money, right? You're talking. Real... I've never gotten a fine that that for that much. Really? Because it doesn't take much to like... get like a hundred and fifty dollar fine here at all. That was like seventy or eighty, I thought. Oh, in the U.S. maybe. Hmm. No. No. Yeah. I don't remember getting fined by that much. But okay. I'll do. I'll, uh, I'll find out. I'll, I'll I'll look at the figures because I mean it's in the Victorian budget. It's it's public domain. Yeah. Uh, I'll find out. That's crazy. <laughs> well, it's government. Of course, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of the definition. Yeah. It's like. Huh. Yeah, it's like so many stupid people out there that the government just <laughs> benefits from them. <laughs> well, that's why Tiff calls it uh, the tax on the stupid. Yeah, the tax on the stupid. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, I mean, everybody everybody can make a mistake, right? And uh, and and at one level, it's, it's it might be a little bit mean, but honestly and truly, you look at some of these people that are going down the freeway; they're doing it on purpose. You know, it's not yeah. an accident. It's not the guy that's you know three or four K's over the limit. You know, these are the whack jobs that go, you know, 10 K's, 15 K's over the speed limit. And you know, there's a, a speed camera down the freeway. You know, there yeah. is. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, they're still going. <laughs> yeah. So either they've got a really good lawyer <laughs> or they know something about the speed camera. I don't, or they've got yeah. money to, to pay for speeding fines. Yeah. I don't know, but that's why Tiff calls it that because it's, um, yeah. Just we just how do you how do you justify that? How do you, how do you go? Yeah, I got too much money this month. I think I'll go and get a speeding fine. Yeah, whatever. Just go 120 kids mm. per hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That's yeah. I yeah. That's just crazy that there's, it's a budget item, but <laughs> it is a it is definitely a budget item. I'll I'll. I'll uh, I'll try to find out what it is and I'll put it in the show notes form or in the show okay, notes list. Yeah, good idea. 
And uh, maybe I'll put a link to the Victorian budget just so you can you can have a look. <laughs> yeah. So everyone can see. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, it's it, again, it's public. It's public domain, so mm. they uh, yeah yeah. Because <laughs> when they when they actually well uh, when they submit it to Parliament, you know, it becomes public. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, mm. I'll find a link and I'll put it in our show notes. Okay. Cool. Right. Was there anything else on that? I think we covered most everything. I think. Nah, I think we voluntarily covered driving that, that I can think of. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next question then. Yes. Which, which uh, is about um, gun culture differences. I think Cameron wanted to know about that one. Yeah. Which is an interesting question. Um, yeah. But I think we just need to make sure we stay clear of the emotives. Yes, yeah. We we're not trying to make this too too heavy or make everyone anyone angry or anything like that. Yeah, no, no, no. Because I mean, most people have a pretty strong opinion one way or the other, and and everybody everybody I've ever talked to, I think, had perfectly valid reasons for their belief, and mm-hmm. and I am quite yep. happy with most of the arguments I've heard. Mm. Uh, even down to the guy that said, I just actually think that nobody should have guns. Not the military, the police, the bad guys, anybody. I don't think anybody should. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be nice, but <laughs> that's not the world we live in. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You know, but I, I get where he's coming from, and I, you know, I, I'm not going to give him a hard time about it because I, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I just, I don't have a, I don't have a better solution. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Although I find it interesting that, um, that in a lot of places, um, there seems to be some pushback on police using tasers. Oh, really? And tasers are, for the most part, non-lethal. I mean, they hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but it, they're definitely more non-lethal than, you know, a firearm. Uh, yeah. Uh, but totally. there seems to be a lot of pushback on using them. And I haven't really worked out why. The guy that invented it actually named it after... Uh, a children's book, um, Tommy and his amazing electric rifle or something like that. I think is what it comes from. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. So I, I find I find that it, yeah I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know why I don't know why people have a have a problem with it necessarily. I don't understand yeah, the logic behind that, but yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Because I mean, surely something less lethal would be better, but. <laughs> well, at least you try it first, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there have been people killed because if you've got heart conditions yeah. or whatever. But I still think statistically you're less likely to die with a taser than you are with a forty-five oh, slug. Of course. <laughs> or a 9 mil slug. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it would hurt less. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. Well, and it also it would, it would definitely hurt less for longer. Because when you've got yeah, a bullet yeah. hole, it takes a while to yeah, repair it's, it's, that. Yeah, yeah, t- definitely. There's a lot less damage done. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a touchy subject, but I think I I just want to share a bit of history I found that I think is pretty interesting and I think is kind of goes to the heart of um, why it's such a touchy issue and why it's been going on for so long. So, I mean, all that my main source is Wikipedia, but <laughs> I think it's more or less reliable, so <laughs> I'll okay. go ahead and share what I what I found. There is a Wikipedia page where somebody died, 
and some and what? somebody else. So this famous person died, and this one bright spark decided to go to that person's Wikipedia page and put something completely false about the guy, oh, and then geez. wanted to see how many news agencies actually used that that piece of information. Yeah, it was too happened? many. That it was <laughs> way more than there should have been. Oh, wow. So just be careful on okay. Wikipedia. I'm not saying don't yeah. use it. Just saying be careful. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What what I found sounds reasonable, so I'll just go ahead and share it. So basically, um, like, I think this, yeah, this is on the, um, the Wikipedia page for gun control in the U.S. So basically it starts out by saying that in the early days of, of America, people depended on arms to hunt animals and therefore, you know, feed their families and protect them protect themselves from, um, you know, foreign armies that were also trying to take over North America, and unfortunately, some hostile Native Americans as well. So, survival basically depended upon people being um, able to use a weapon. Um, and also, prior to the American Revolution, there wasn't you know, much of a capacity to maintain a full-time army. So the, the you know, the armed citizen soldier, um, if you will, carried, you know, that kind of responsibility for overall protection. And also, in in the years prior to the American Revolution, um, the British, um, in response to the colonists' unhappiness, you know, over more and more direct control and taxation and stuff like that. Um, they imposed a gunpowder embargo um, on the American colonists so that they would, you know, be less able to resist British activity. Um, and so I think, you know, just taking those two things together, um, you know, the, the necessity of having a gun in order to survive and the attempt by the British to take that you know, survival mechanism away from the people. I think the impression that they got was that, you know, the British government was trying to take away their means of survival. Um, and that, you know, would have easily sparked the fight or flight response in people. So I think that's just been somehow passed down through the generations. And the idea of guns being taken away from people means somehow, even today, that their means of survival was being taken away from them, even though it's definitely no longer necessary to own a gun in order to literally survive, you know? So I think, I think that kind of captures why this is such a touchy issue. Like it, mm. it goes to the heart of, you know, what it meant to be an American in the early days. And, you know, it's part of the culture. Well, and it is, and it is to some extent here as well. Right. Um, so even after 1996, the, um, the mass shooting that happened here and um, the Howard government basically putting really, really harsh gun um, gun laws in place. And by harsh, I don't mean that they were bad. I'm not trying to put a moral judgment. I'm just saying they were they were a lot more strict than what they had been before. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there is still there is still a, a quite a, a large gun culture here, not quite as much as as, as there is in the United States. Um, but particularly in the rural sector, um, there's actually quite a few, you know, farmers and people out um, that still have guns. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so much so that the, the Shooters Party was actually the balance of power in the New South Wales upper house. 
Right. So I, I don't know if they still are or not. I haven't looked, but they at one point at least through in their in their like in the last five to ten years they were. So there okay. there is there is still that that um, that desire here for you know people to have the right to to carry firearms, and you can still yeah. legally here. It's just very it's just very strict. Right, right, <clears throat> and uh, it became much more strict after the the Port Arthur massacre in Tasmania in 1996. Yep, and that's the 96 mass. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when, you know, the government, yeah. And they um, did the big gun buyback scheme. Interestingly yeah, right. enough, that the, the ownership of guns have gone down, but the people who own guns have bought more. Oh, really? Yeah, in Australia, that's the statistics okay. so far. So there's more guns now, but fewer people with them. Right. But there's okay. still shootings. I mean, we get we get shootings in Melbourne. Um, it happens not yeah. not very often, but it does Occasionally. happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's but, not... I mean, who 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 is involved in that though? <clears throat> uh, you usually usually it's um criminal it's usually crime families or mm. biker gangs usually. It's not yeah. always, but usually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and then there was this there was this one crime um crime group uh, I think they were in New South Wales. They actually bought a, a post office franchise from the government uh, because post offices here are franchised. They actually bought a post office franchise to be able to import guns through the post office. Yeah, really? Yeah, so that was pretty enterprising. Um, uh-huh. uh, it would be nicer if they picked something, you know, not quite so, you know, destructive. But, um, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, but there, yeah. Yeah, there there is there is still that desire. I think I think people do have this innate uh, belief that they should be able to protect themselves against other people. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> um, yeah, I I think I think I just want to actually read the the Second Amendment, which is you know the, the ones pertaining to guns. Yep. Um, from the U.S. Constitution, just so people know what it actually says. Because a lot of people don't actually quote it when they're talking about it. Yeah. So, so here it is. Uh, quote, A well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. End quote. And I think my first impression when I read that is, um, militia? Okay. That, that might have been in existence in the very early days, in the late 1700s. Mm-hmm. But there's no longer a militia anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least in the traditional sense. I mean, obviously there's the military, but that's not the same thing as a militia, which is more like a citizen, um, a group of citizens that are armed to help the military in an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I just think that if we're going to have you know something like this, the you know the right to keep and bear arms. I think that the Second Amendment needs to be updated to the situation today because it's obviously very different. Um, and I think you know you know this is this goes back to you know the, you know the, the one of the very reasons why this was um, implemented was you know what I was talking about before 
you know, I mean, the battles of Lexington and Concord, which are, you know, two, I think, I, I think it might have set off the American Revolution. Hmm. Um, I mean, that was the British trying to directly confiscate, um, like, powder stores and, and cannons and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just, it goes back to that that situation. So it's it's very different. So I think it just needs to be updated. <laughs> yeah, well, and, I th- and I think I think the real gist of it was, as you basically allude there, is that people are afraid that the government's going to come in and try to take over. Yeah, one way or the other, whatever government it is, um, and the best thing that you can do is protect yourself from from the government. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, right, and that, that's the spirit of this of the Second Amendment. Yeah, which I find <clears throat> interesting because if people took more interest in how the government runs before it got that bad, it <laughs> may not get that bad. Yeah, that's true. That would be pref- preferable, I would say. But yeah, I mean, when you when um, there's less than half the people able to vote voting in the United States, yeah, you, you have to wonder why. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, which here in in Australia it's it's you know you're required to vote, where in the U.S. you have the option, right? Um, right. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's a very it, yeah it's a very interesting but very polarizing subject. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, but yeah, I, again, I think it goes back to just people feeling like if if their guns are taken away from them, then they're going to be exposed and vulnerable and not able to protect themselves from potentially tyrannical government. But Mm. yeah, it's just, it's just, they're, they're just scared. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's just scary thing for a lot of people. Well, have the comfort of a gun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and as the, as the U S can attest at the minute, when you, when you make decisions out of fear, you don't always make the Mm. right ones. Yeah, that's I. right. I.e. the Patriot Act. Um. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I guess the the other thing is, I, I had this thought today, is that, um, <laughs> I mean, the spirit of the Second Amendment is to uh, allow people to protect themselves from a tyrannical government, mm. but <laughs> to be honest, if, if there were, if people, if armed citizens were to try and take over or you know take on the U.S. government in an armed conflict. Um, I'm pretty sure I know who would win. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's another yeah. reason why I think this needs to be updated. Like, you you're not going to win against the U.S. military. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? It, it gets back. I think in that it's more about how people feel. Yeah, because just as just as people do really silly things out of fear, um, yeah, yeah. sometimes if you feel comfy, even if you even if it's a, a false sense of security, well, look, yeah, you take let's take it let's take it even after September 11. So um, all of these all of these airport screenings and things that they do, it's all hokum. Mm, people yeah. still manage to get all sorts of weapons through security checkpoints. Yeah, I yeah, know people true. who've gotten guns through security checkpoints, knives, you name it. It's it's been able to get through, but because there are these really serious and imposing security measures, people feel better. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if they feel better, then they make they make other choices. Yeah, yeah, that's very very true. So I think I think maybe they wouldn't win, but I think the point the point there is that um, they feel like they at least have a chance, or at least um, yeah. you know there's there's hope, and where there's like, hope, then yeah, like they have power and control. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And, um, yeah, speaking of, of feelings, I think it's important to note that, um, you know, I shared a video recently about how, um, you know, a, a, a guy called uh, Simon Sinek was on a, a, a show, I forgot which one it was, but he was talking about how... You know, it's not necessarily about guns themselves, um, you know, with all these school shootings and stuff like that. Um, it's about, yeah, how people feel. Mm. And do they do they feel lonely or do they feel a part of a community or what? And I think, you know, a lot of times people who go on these school shootings and rampages do feel quite alone and and not really, you know, treated well. So... I, I can't generalize too much, but I think that's in, in all these gun control debates. You know, um, yeah, obviously the school shootings are referred to as you know terrible and tragic, and without guns, none of this would have happened. But it's actually it's probably not going to the core of the issue, which is you know how people feel yeah. <laughs> in today's society and communities. It's not solving the root the root cause. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that that um, seems to be a, a much more common thing. Um, I've had lots of conversations with people about you know building community, um, mm. and and like in Australia we've got Beyond Blue and a few other mm. um, um, depression depression support organizations. Yeah, yeah, and and part of it's over that you know whether it's you taking someone else's life or you taking your own life because taking life period is really bad. Right, um, right. So, yeah, and I and I often have, even back when they they were starting, you go as back as far as Columbine or maybe even even before. Um, I was always concerned that okay, fine, you can say, "Oh, let's take all the guns," but that doesn't really help the 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 people. They had a reason for wanting to do that. Yeah, I that's think, right. It doesn't change the situation really. Yeah, the, the social situation anyway. No. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, even if, you know, somehow the guns were all taken away, yeah, so mm. people would still find a way to express their their bad feelings, their their hard feelings. Mm. So Well I think I think a lot of farmers in the US would just like to use their guns to shoot the gophers that keep eating them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. It's not always about violence. It's about <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe not against people. Gophers, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, protecting your crops. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm. Right. Well, <laughs> is there anything else we should say about this? <laughs> uh, I think we have well and truly done all we're going to do there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we've covered much of it. Well, I've certainly said what I've wanted to say. So, yeah. hopefully, we didn't make anybody mad. 
Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah, because I'm definitely not have to make anybody mad. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to be too bad. But it was a good question, so. Yeah, yeah, very good question. But, um, yeah, I guess we should probably move on. Yep, moving on. So the next one, the next one was facial hair. <laughs> yes. I don't understand where that question. I forget who asked the question. Uh, and I don't. This, this is my friend Ross. Um, okay. He, he he and I have a beard, and I don't know. We just have this running joke about. Um, we just constantly, I don't know, comment on each other's beards and how how good they look and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just something stupid. Oh, you know, it's okay. <laughs> they do it in baseball, right? What? I don't. Uh, so like I think it was last year, you know, MLB was talking. So inside baseball, there's some people that have beards and there's some people that don't. But the ones that do, they seem to keep getting compared to each other. <laughs> really, I haven't noticed that. Yeah. So like Mike Napoli, he's a Ranger this year, but last year I think he was. I can't remember who he was with, and I don't want to say. But um, <laughs> they were comparing his beard to other members of his team, and even other people in other teams with a similar beard. They were actually comparing beards. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I... Okay. Um, the, the only thing facial hair was that I can think of here... I mean, there are people who have facial hair. Again, well, yes. Well, yeah, there are well, men I, here. I do, too. Um, but, you know, Australia's that, that multi multicultural kind of diversity. So you get people from different cultures where facial hair is actually quite more, you know, part, part of their own culture and, and yeah. something that men should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have that, but there is, there's a thing called Movember, oh, yeah. uh, which is in November where you, you grow a beard and then you shave it off for, um, you know, for, I think it's cancer research or something. Yeah. It's, like it's actually spe- specifically for, uh, male, men's, men's health. So male depression and, uh, cancer, I think prostate cancer specifically. Yeah. That, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yes. Um, yeah. So is that. Just in Australia? Because I thought it was in the U.S. as well. It might be. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Because uh, it, it all started after I moved here, so... Oh, all right. Hmm. Um, yeah. It might might be in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't participated yet, but it might change one day. <laughs> all I know is the last time I shaved off, off my beard and, and mustache, Tiff actually was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> because because our whole our whole married life or for as long as she's known me i've had i've had facial hair yeah <laughs> so it was just a bit freaky for me not to have it uh, yeah 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 and, and um, yeah if you get used to seeing someone with it it's just they just look weird after they shave it off yeah exactly uh, so i i haven't done it again yeah. i've never shaved it off again not completely yeah yeah she would like it if i kept it better trimmed <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't had my beard for very long, but I, I definitely like it. So I'm planning on keeping it for as long as I can. <laughs> well, I would say as long as Jess is happy with it, you're probably okay. Yeah, uh, I, th- well, I think she's pretty happy with it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, see, yeah. It's funny because whenever I talk to my mom, or particularly when I'm back home, my my mom's like, "I don't like men with facial hair." I'm like, "Yes, but Tiff <laughs> does, so she wins." <laughs> yeah, wife overrules mom. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Yeah. I mean, I love my mom, right? I'm not, but Tiff likes it. Mom doesn't. Tiff wins, and I, I've told her that. So if she's listening, I'm not telling her anything that she didn't she hadn't already heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess um, Russ's 
question specific specifically was um, are there similar or different views on facial hair between the two countries? And I'm not really sure that there like I can't think of any differences on the on the views of facial hair. Like it's just I think the men here would have the same view that you'd have it in the U.S. Yeah. If your wife likes it, you keep it. <laughs> yeah. If your yeah. wife doesn't like it, you get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Unless there's a religious reason. Yeah. True. Or a cultural reason. Um. Yeah. I. I think it's. I think that's just. I just think that's probably a Western culture thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose it. Well, this is probably a similarity, but. I suppose it depends on what uh, what career you have as well. I suppose I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. Do you? yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we should see if there's a correlation between the facial hair or lack thereof and uh, people's jobs. <laughs> oh, there definitely would be. When I first got into IT, um, the dress code was far more strict. Oh, really? Right, so when I first got in, you had to wear a tie, and you had to wear, um, you didn't have to wear a suit, but you definitely had to wear, you know, the dress pants, and, yeah. a, you know, a collared, nice, you know, shirt, um, and more recently, I got I got an email from, from HR saying that now we could actually go in with just a, a, a decent shirt, <laughs> not, a, not a t-shirt necessarily, but a decent shirt. Uh-huh. Um, and we could wear nice jeans as long as they weren't cut or had holes or anything in them. Um, I mean, uh, we're only talking about maybe, you know, 15, 17 year difference. Wow. But in that time it's gone from, you know, and in IBM, um, just before I started in IT, you had not only wear a tie, you had to wear like a black tie with a white shirt, black pants, um, you know, the, the black shiny shoes, Mm -hmm. um, which they had as a dress code even after I started in IT. They've just <laughs> recently relaxed that. So wow. in, in that, I mean, so facial hair was also included. It had to be, if you had a mustache, that might be okay, but it had to be very well kept. Yeah. Uh, they might have allowed a beard, but again, had to be very neat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, interesting. So in some professional jobs, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Although that's shifting. A bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting that, that sense as well. Thing. Like this, just doesn't really seem to matter so much anymore. Uh, but yeah, it'd still be interesting to see <laughs> um, mm. if there's still a correlation. But uh, well, maybe, maybe your maybe friend should do a study on that and get back to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He might actually be interested in, interested in doing that. So I'll ask him. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, good. So yeah, and he can and he can he can send that report in, and we can add it to the show notes, and maybe even bring it up on the show. Yeah. All right, Ross, okay. we've got some homework for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Because anything we can farm out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll outsource it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Well, um, was there anything else you had on that? I don't think I have anything. No. Else. Yeah. No, I think we've beat that horse completely to death. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, next question relates to toilets. Yes, in water drain direction. <laughs> yes, that's from Kylie, one of Jess's friends. Okay. Um, so, her question was, why do the toilets flush in different directions? And, well, my answer to that is, well, first of all, 
um, they actually don't flush in different directions. <laughs> um, I mean, it, for, okay, for one thing, Australian toilets are very different to American toilets. And the main difference being, um, like, Australian toilets have, you know, just, I think it's like just one or two jets, I suppose you could call them, that go straight toward the middle of the of the middle of the bowl. Um, whereas American toilets have jets around the side that make it swirl in a specific direction, so it's pointed in, in a direction that makes it swirl. But you don't have that in Australian toilets. It just goes straight toward the middle. Um, and, yeah, so I guess the, this is a very common misperception because, like, I think it, it actually arises from a, um, uh, a physics concept called the mm-hmm. the Coriolis force. Yep. So so that um we that that's actually responsible for why hurricanes um in the northern hemisphere spin one way and cyclones in the southern hemisphere spin the other way. That the Coriolis force is is responsible for that. But <laughs> um uh, to- you need that toilet, area. yeah, toilet yeah. water doesn't go nearly as fast as required by the Coriolis force in order to have an effect on the direction that mm-hmm. the, the water is is swirling in. So, sorry, but and it's not taking up as much. It's not taking up as much area either. Yeah, yeah, but well, the thing is, you got to have either a very large amount of mass, which is impractical, or mm. a very large velocity. In order to see the effect of the Coriolis force, yep, um, and you can see that with hurricanes and cyclones, but you can't see that with an average toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the research that I did w- brought up a lot of what you just said, but they were also saying that it's a very negligible effect, and and that's why, yeah. as you just said, it it takes you know one of those other um, to be true, you know, either yeah. the the mass or the area. Um, they did say that. Um, oh, they also said that, and because it's so negligible, that it's more likely that something else is affecting that drain, that that drain swirl. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was it's trying like, to say at yeah. first. Like, it's just a structure of the toilet that <laughs> determines where or how, what direction the the mm-hmm. water spins, if it spins at all, or the drain. You know, even the way you, even the way you pull a a, a plug. Out yeah, of the, you know. Yeah, it depends on a lot hole. of things, but it, but yeah. but it doesn't spin in one direction in the southern hemisphere and in the other direction in the northern yeah. hemisphere. Just yeah, you can make uh, oh. <laughs> any bowl of water spin any direction you want in either hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although I did in my research, I did I did find that there was an organization that had um, a facility. And I think it was in South America, where they had like a toilet or a drain on one half of the equator, yeah. and another one on the other side of the equator, <laughs> and actually demonstrate that they swirl in different directions. Yeah, but you could you could rig that so so badly. <laughs> that was the implication when I read it. <laughs> that that's exactly what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like a tourist trap to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if I can make twenty bucks out of demonstrating toilet swirls, <laughs> and that so, makes people so, happy, sounds like another tax on the stupid. <laughs> 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 or, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, the only difference is that uh, it's not going to the government pocket. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. it is because they're getting sales tax out of that pocket, so, or yeah. corporate yeah. taxes or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they're uh, easily entertained. Yes, yes. Uh, it's very worrying, though. <laughs> yeah, one day we should talk about We won't do it here because this is the rabbit trail we said we weren't going to do on the show. <laughs> um, but I should... I should um, I should go through my, um, I can't remember his name. Uh, his name was Bill. And, um, and I created a theory of, of intelligence on, based on something that Bill was telling me. Um, just as in, you know, if someone is of average intelligence, that means that, um, the intelligence of other people are going to be on plus or minus either side of that line. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. But that's <laughs> another topic for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> Mm. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, yeah. So that basically answers that question, I think. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you had that research too, because I found that the name of that effect that you said, and I didn't know how to pronounce it. So I'm really okay. glad you. Knew well, it. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I don't know. It oh, might yeah. not be. <laughs> I, tr- that, I trust yours better than mine. That's how we pronounced it in uh, at at Calvin College, where I went to uni. <laughs> so I assume it's correct again. Yeah, I, I again, you've got a better source for that than I do. I would yeah. just read it, and I would just have to make it up. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully that answers your question, Carly. Um, I think her other question was, um, why do American toilets have so much water compared to Australian ones? Uh, uh, the answer to that basically is because Australia decided they didn't want to use so much water, yeah. and they just stopped making toilets with that much water. Yeah, and there's an option to have a half flush rather than flush a whole flush which i think um, is awesome can i yeah. just say i think that's that is something that the u.s could take i mean I'm, I'm there's not everything australians do that i think is just you know greater than sliced bread <laughs> yeah. um but there has been a push in um in um smaller or you know less gallon toilet yeah yeah and the other thing is it doesn't necessarily actually help flush everything down better <laughs> because I don't know about you but a lot of toilets I experienced in America it don't really flush all that well and they get plugged a lot <laughs> yeah I've never had a toilet in Australia where I didn't where you know it was plugged and I had to do something about it I've never had that that just flushes everything straight down and don't do anything else <laughs> it's great I would like to say that I could say that but I can't I, oh really I've, I have been in an experience where we've had it, but I think there was actually something wrong with the toilet. As uh-huh. in, I think there were roots in the pipes. Oh uh, well, that's another the story. <laughs> yeah, so you 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 might be onto something there. <laughs> yeah, but I do know when we were back again when we were back in the U.S. It, that was really freaking grace out. <laughs> like the, because the water was up so high, she uh, was afraid and may yeah, have even it's not, get her hand in the water. Oh, it's not fun. <laughs> no. No, and I'm with her. That would be icky. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't want my hand in the toilet water. I don't want any. I don't want any part of my body touching the toilet water. Yeah, yeah. So, I just, I just think, mm. uh, yeah, American toilets need to have the force that Australian toilets have. <laughs> yeah, they, they do seem to do it by like the volume of the water creating that that pressure. Where yeah. Australia seems to be. Velocity, you know, yeah, the velocity, yeah, 
Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, yeah. 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 There you go. But if she ever wanted to come and visit, she could actually come and visit and test the theory about the whole water swirl thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've already given it away, so. That's true. <laughs> but she might want to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, yeah. So I think that covers that question. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So the only thing I thought I'd bring up, because it's that time of year, is the seasonal difference. Hmm. Yep. Um, Seasons. <laughs> Yeah, because I I remember in high school we were talking about you know countries that were south of the equator for Christmas wouldn't give each other coats or <laughs> or gloves or those kind of things they would be doing swimwear or yeah you know in Australia surfboards or those kind of things because it's actually hot yeah yeah because it's summer <laughs> yeah and uh, and it's this time of year where I have to try to stop myself from singing Christmas songs. <laughs> Wait, this time of year? Yeah, like so about now. So it's like April. So this would be the equivalent of being like October, November. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you know, it's starting to get kind of cold. The leaves are starting to fall off the trees. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all it's all that fall stuff. I mean, we're in fall. <laughs> um, and and so, you know, I, I it's usually about about May I start singing it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> Uh, you could always just have Christmas in July. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, I've thought about we've thought, thought about that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean, but um, like I just don't really notice like a big difference between seasons here. Um, especially, in Perth, well, yeah, Perth less so, but Melbourne as well. Um, because like yeah, like. In, in Michigan, anyway, the the leaves in fall or autumn, as they mm-hmm. say in Australia, mm-hmm. um, uh, they're just so colorful, like red and yellow and orange, and you just don't really get mm-hmm. that here. Um, there's some coloring, obviously, but not nearly as as vivid as 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 it is in Michigan. So that that's what I think. I it's miss. more about the tree, though. I don't think the native trees here do that. As yeah, much. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because um, mm. there's not as much of a temperature difference, I guess, or or whatever. So the, the trees are, you know, obviously different, but they've also got a different environment. Um, well, and that, and yeah, that, uh, yeah, that might. I mean, Tiff's probably gonna listen to this and go, "Are you an idiot?" Of course, it's you know, because she knows a lot more <laughs> about trees than I do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If it, a tree is anything that's got kind of a brown bottom kind of trunk <laughs> with green leaves on it, and that's about the most I know about them. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't tend to get too caught up in trees, but, um, yeah. Well, but, the other thing too is like we've got, and I think I've said this before, we've got a palm tree in the yard in front, in um, in the house in front of us. Oh, really? On this other street, there's a palm tree there, huh. and palm trees can only grow in places that don't freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, so I've been told. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, sometimes it can get about freezing temperature in Melbourne or a little bit below sometimes in winter at night. Yeah. But obviously not enough to uh, take out a palm tree. <laughs> no, no. Well, especially in most places around Melbourne, it doesn't, it almost almost never gets below zero. 
Yeah. Zero yeah, it does being Celsius. Though. Freezing. Mm. But even when it does, it's like minus one, minus two. Yeah, yeah, it's not very much. <laughs> which, which I have to say, in winter, I'm very happy about because I'm not scraping ice off my windshield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing I don't miss. No, I, I, yeah, I don't miss that at all. I do not own Wait, one of so those when, plastic scrapers. Did you did you have that in Texas? Um, yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> You'd have to go out 10, 15 minutes before you had to be anywhere because you had to scrape all the ice off your windshield. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, we had to do that in Michigan, plus scrape off a foot of snow. <laughs> uh. Reason I didn't live in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I don't like to call. I'm cold here. Yeah. Right? So today was nice. It was about, I think the highest today was supposed to be 22 Celsius, which is right at about 70 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, and that was that was beautiful, and I, I just wore a long sleeve shirt and I actually got away with it. I'm usually wearing two or three layers. <laughs> um, but a friend of mine in Queensland would say that Melbourne experiences about 11 months of winter. <laughs> and that's about how I feel a lot of the time. It, this year's been pretty good, but it does yeah. seem to be cold for a very, very long time. Not, not cold, cold. And yeah. some people, like you, would probably just say it's cool. And yeah. I can understand why, <laughs> um, but I don't. I don't like being cool or cold. I like being slightly warm. Yeah, yeah, that's always ideal. I would say. Hmm. <laughs> Which doesn't happen in Melbourne. I'd, I'd yeah. probably be better off with the weather in Perth or you know Queensland or at least South Queensland. Yeah. Do you, um, so you don't mind really hot weather? No. Okay. Yeah, you'd be <laughs> very much at home in Perth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would be much better off weather-wise. But Tiff, however, would would just die. She would just melt. <laughs> yeah. She, you, there'd be a little puddle of Tiff. I mean, because <laughs> she just she doesn't she doesn't cope with heat that well at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, it gets it gets to like um, thirty degrees here, and um, which is about I don't know eighty uh, Fahrenheit or something like that. I think it's more like eighty-five. All right. Yeah. And um and both of them are going. It's so hot. I'm like it's not hot. I'll give you. It's pretty warm, but it's not really that hot, right? Yeah. When it gets up closer to forty, we'll start talking about it's hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, thirty isn't that bad, if you ask no. me. Especially when there's no humidity here. So Melbourne's yeah. got very low humidity. Yeah, yeah. Same. When when same the humidity's up, and because these houses aren't really designed to deal with it. Yeah. Well, neither was really Texas, to be fair, but. <laughs> Um, then, then I, I go, yep, it's very muggy and it's very, that's a lot harder to deal with, but yeah, you know, a hundred degree Fahrenheit in a, um, very low humidity climate is much easier to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's Melbourne. Yeah. It's just not that much humidity here. Yeah. So. Queensland on the other hand is much more humid. (laughs) Perth is? No, No, Queensland, like. Brisbane. Oh, Queensland. Oh, yes. Yeah. But they, they build their houses to, to deal with that, that climate a bit better. That's yeah. why they have the Queenslander house, which is which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very different. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of miss the, just, you know, the obvious differences between the seasons. But, yeah, I like uh, not having the unpredictable you know, um, 
nature of life due to having large amounts of snow on the road and not being able to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I like being able to actually go somewhere <laughs> in winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. There's, no, there's not too much snow or ice. And, I, and I'm very grateful for that, too. Dri- driving driving on sleet is not fun. Yeah, no, no. You don't want to do that. <laughs> no. Cause we, we would get people from the north complaining that, uh, you know, you pansies, you can't even drive you know, drive in snow. I go, it's not snow, dude. This is sleet. Yeah. <laughs> snow is different. Yeah. The, sleet is ice. When you can drive on an ice cube yeah. successfully... Then come back and talk to me. Until then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to drive an ice. You just lose control so easily. <laughs> and I and I've seen people do it because you oh, know yeah. the idea is to just go just to go evenly and and slow and don't make anything sudden. I, unlike the guy that um, I was passing on an overpass because it, overpasses are almost always icy. You know when it gets cold anyway, and, and a yeah. bit of rain. Yeah. Um, and this guy obviously didn't understand that concept, and so he was trying to speed up and slow down quickly. Uh, eventually, slid into the guardrail of the overpass, <laughs> and I saw sparks coming out of the side of his car. Oh gosh! Like, uh, Ouch. yeah, don't do that. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. It is different, you know, because I was born in May, so I was born in spring, and it's kind of weird having having my birthday when it's cold. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I, you know, um, I was born in August, so I'm used to having my birthday in the summer, but now it's in mm. winter. Uh, but that's all right. Very different. Yeah, it's still warm enough for me, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but the funny thing too is when you when you do stuff, you know, from the states, or you know, like you go to a U.S. site that that tracks the the season changes or. You know, you get a a planner that also talks about the you know the the season changes, and it's all U.S. focused. Yeah. Um, you know, so your planner's all nice and blue and showing snow, and you're in the middle of summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's cold here. We're going into we're going into autumn. Yeah. Uh, it might be cold there, but it's not cold here. So I can move there then, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like twenty. 25 or something like that out right now. Really? 25, 26. Can I be there? 27, 28. Something like that. <laughs> I would definitely do that. Yeah. And and sunny. And Am I making you jealous? <laughs> you, you, you are. Uh, you're always you welcome are. to visit. <laughs> Gonna need to do that. Yeah, especially yeah. over winter. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. All right. Well, I think that about wraps things up for this episode, don't you think? It does, although I've got my music news. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I can do it very quickly. Okay, cool. Um, So the Billboard charts. Uh, at number 53, The Fighter with uh, by Keith Urban with Carrie Underwood. Uh-huh. Um, followed very closely by Greenlight from Lord. Oh yeah, right. So she's at fifty-four, um, and I just thought I'd make a, a shout out to Starley, who has gone back up in the charts and is now at sixty-five. So good job. Cool, cool. Um, on the Aria charts, um, Kendrick Lamar has beat the Chainsmokers with Coldplay uh, with his song "Humble" at number two. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah. 
so that's that's my very quick music news. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Have yeah. you got anything, or you, is it? Yeah, makes, makes no, I, I haven't. I don't have anything this week, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, except maybe um, go see um, Guardians of the, Gal- of the Galaxy. Yes, <laughs> that, that's yes. my astrophysics news. <laughs> And the, and the re- yes, ah, uh, and that what better what better news than that is than that, and we get to see it before the U.S. In the U.S., it doesn't come out until May fifth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my brother's cool. gonna be jealous because <laughs> I'm going Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, I definitely what, should try Anzac and see day. this week as well. But hmm, when uh, so, go on Anzac Day. Yeah. Cheap Tuesday. Yep. So, awesome. that's my news. <laughs> no, okay. Well, that's good news. I like that kind of news. <laughs> yes. That's news worth sharing. <laughs> yes, it's been it's been a while. When when, was it, when did the last one come out? It was like three years ago or something? I mean, it was two or three years ago. Yeah. yeah. It's been too long. <laughs> mm. And the shorts look awesome. They yeah. Look, yeah, it they looks do. like it's got the same humor from the first yeah. one. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, like when when Rocket is asking if uh, if they're saving the galaxy again, and I think Star Lord replies in the affirmative, and Rocket's like, "That's great. Being a being a multi galaxy saving crew <laughs> means we can charge more money." <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> just, Rocket is so, and to think yeah, they almost didn't have Rocket in the movies. They almost didn't include him. Really? Oh man! But the president of Marvel at the time, said, no, no, Rocket's my favorite. you got to include him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think my favorite baby line... Baby Groot... Of... Sorry, what? what was it? <laughs> uh, and Baby Groot, you know, they're, you know, he's trying to explain to Baby Groot what button to push, and he's like, no, not <laughs> yeah. that one, that will kill us all. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why, but my my favorite line of his in the, the first movie was, you're making me be up grass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just, I don't know, it just cracks me up every time. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's an awesome movie. And this looks really good, too, yeah. so I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Anyway. <laughs> so we should probably end this before it goes into the two-hour mark. <laughs> yes, that would be good. Um, so I should say that the theme song, because I have forget, I've forgotten to do it on the last two podcasts, but the theme song is by my friend Chris White. So thanks for that, because it's an awesome theme song. <laughs> and don't forget that you can check us out on our website at www.thedisplatriots.com. Uh, you can send an email to us at hosts, with an S, at thedisplatriots.com. You can check us out on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash thedisplatriots. Um, or you can email us directly if you happen to know us directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can even call us if you know our number. Yeah, yeah. Go right so, ahead. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Anything else there I've missed? Uh, no, I think that was pretty much it. Cool. So, cool. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And yep, uh thank you. Yeah, we hope, we hope you've enjoyed it. And I guess we'll talk to you next time. Definitely talk to you next time. Okay. Peace out.